That was not the turn I was expecting this to take. <laughs> it's the next paragraph. It's right after he says nice tits. Nice he tits. Want to watch me take a dump? Hey, Sally, check this out. Conquer the world! I'm Matt. I'm joined by Ralph. Ralph. And this is usually a podcast where Ralph and I discuss giant monster movies and creature features, kaiju flicks, stuff like that. I'm a dyed-in-the-wool super fan who gobbles this shit up. Ralph has a fresh perspective, a new set of eyes, and he brings incisive and thoughtful non-fanboy commentary, and we kind of bounce off each other. Yeah. This time is going to be different. Yeah, we're doing something a little different this time because this ain't a movie. This is a real monster. Mm. Big food. Real in big (laughs) Big, old quotation marks. Big fat quotation marks. Uh, And before we get all the way up Bigfoot's big hairy ass, I do want to give a quick thanks to our amazing patrons, Riccio and Shelly. You're amazing. And anyone who signs up after this. Absolutely. Thank you, too. Go ahead. Oh, no, it's just uh, I got to give a shout out to to them. It's it's still blowing my mind. They're wonderful people. They're like they're like our own personal superheroes like Mm -hmm. it's nuts but yeah i'll 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 quit blowing up their spot for now uh and i want to get right into it i've been researching this all week uh before we started recording i was telling ralph about how i would sit down to do some research and think okay i'm just gonna i want to look into this and i want to get some notes on that and i'll wrap this up pretty quick and then i look up and it's three in the morning (laughs) like it's such and and before i started doing research i was like i don't know if there's enough meat on this bone this is a totally different thing for us yeah and i've got six pages i don't know if you can hear this great foley (laughs) i got six pages of bullshit about this big hairy ape man that supposedly lives in you know the pacific northwest and the reason why bigfoot is on our mind is and maybe you've seen this if you're listening to this but earlier this month the FBI released their Bigfoot file. I read it all. Did you read it all? <laughs> I sure did read okay. the whole thing. It's there's uh, not much there. It's not a lot. Uh, and so when I, because I, I told Ralph about this, I'm like, "Hey, Ralph, 
the FBI has got a Bigfoot file. Holy shit. Let's do, let's make that our episode. And I hadn't read the file yet. I'm like, oh, this will be juicy. It's about <laughs> six or seven pages. And In, it's, yeah, it's, it's most, tr- yeah. It's just like half of it is newspaper articles that yes. this, not crazy guy, but just guys <laughs> sent to the FBI. It's just like clippings. So right. I'm like, I don't need to read these. I know what they say. Well, the only, I, I, you hit the nail on the head. It's, it's a lot of just newspaper clippings and letters back and forth. And then you get to the very end and it's two or three sentences on a single page, basically saying the uh, supposed, the alleged Bigfoot hair and tissue sample that you sent us is, uh, it belongs to a, an animal from the deer family. Thank you. And that's a and wrap. I just, I love thinking about like how serious this guy is who sent the sample or whatever. Oh yeah. And how the FBI has to deal with that guy and they just be like, okay, so he's just bothering us and we, we should look into this just to shut him up. Well, and also we, uh, we are and, the FBI. We have to do our due yeah. diligence. Yeah, what if it was Bigfoot thing. hair, you know? Right. Well, speaking of cryptids, if yes. you're listening to this and you you might not know what a cryptid is, or even if you do, I and it's just kind of fun to get a, a quick refresher. Um, I, I, I do want to dig into that really quick. Um, and cryptids are one of those things where it's all... <laughs> It's almost easier to just provide a bunch of examples instead of a definition, but I've got both. Uh, cryptids include Bigfoot, the Chupacabra, uh, Mikela Membe. I might be pronouncing that wrong, but that's a I that's mean, an African water spirit or okay. potentially a Brontosaurus. Yeah, I've not heard of that one. It's it's a little more of a deep cut, and I love that he was included uh, right alongside Bigfoot and Chupacabra. You know, two of the the big boys. Yeah. Um, but some dictionaries and encyclopedias define the term cryptid as an animal whose existence is unsubstantiated. And I think that's a, a really handy, quick way to sum it up. Yeah, and really telling. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And if if you haven't picked this up already, uh, Ralph and I are both skeptics. Yeah, you less so for sure, though. Right. Yeah. I, I'm a... Maybe hopelessly hopeful, uh, yeah. a skeptic, and and you're more of just like a um, fact. I just believe it when I see it, or right. or not not even that because there are a lot of things I can't see that I believe in. But sure, um, and vice versa, you can see something and it yeah. can be a hoax. I actually, I'm actually the opposite of what I said in that my my whole thing with all of the cryptids and the ghosts and everything like that is is all based on what some person saw. Yes, and the human mind oh, is a tre- <laughs> treacherous beast. It sure is. So, yeah. We're obsessed with patterns to the point where we see patterns where they don't exist. We're obsessed with faces and see them where they're not there. Right. So your eyes and, uh, can certainly deceive you. Did you hear about... Okay, so this this is a ghost thing. I'll just say okay. this. And uh, you were saying that our minds create patterns... Uh, or, or like, take what we see and try turn to turn them it, into patterns. Turn it yeah. into something familiar to us that yes. we have seen. Um, which is, I, th- I've heard why bugs frighten us because it's like, okay, that's 
that's weird. You know, like until you get used to it, like your little lizard brain is just like, oh, that's not human. That's not yeah. ape-like. That's not anything. That's like really weird and creepy. I don't get it. Sure. A bug is as different yeah. from us as you can so get. It, it scares you because at first your mind doesn't really make sense of it. But um, the, what happened is there, there are like these ghost hunter guys and they, they sell, uh, you know, devices to like sensory devices. Like EVP? Sort of. e- yes. Yeah. So one of these guys was selling a device that um, I don't know what he called it, <laughs> but he set it in a dark room. And he'd just, like, sit there with a TV hooked up to it. And then a human form would just appear. <laughs> and he'd be like, there it is. There's the ghost. There's the ghost. I found this room's ghost. Yes. <laughs> and people would be like, oh, my God. Oh, shit, there's a ghost right here, I, right he now. He has this device that can sense a ghost. Wow. But it was apparently an Xbox Connect. <laughs> no, no way. <laughs> which is made to sense a human form yeah so if there's no human form there it'll still like try to create the outline of a human it's trying to recognize stuff right so even if you believe in ghosts there are a lot of people out there who are just like either completely stupid or trying to rip you off or they're they are hopeless hopefuls or, or you well, know you're not selling xbox Connects. no i'm not that is some yeah. grifter bullshit that is a good point so that's the kind of thing where it's like okay i'm no matter what story i hear i'm going to look farther into oh, yeah. this i'm going to look at um you know skeptical sides of things i used to listen to podcasts that were like full-on believer shit oh and then i would you know go look up the research uh, that other people maybe more scientifically minded right you know would uh would do with with true believers you get into people that are you can see when they start doing the mental gymnastics to make shit connect and work and yeah and it's fine because it's really fun to do that oh it's fascinating it's it is it's like a fun thought yeah. exercise yeah. i just at a certain point i'm like i don't want to fool myself right you know yeah, you want to be you want to be honest with yourself and yeah. there's if you have a basic grasp on biology, pretty much every cryptid falls apart. Like Oh boy. Yeah. I mean, well, again, let's not get into that and sink the whole thing. For, right. I, I did want to say something like that up front. Sure. But yeah. Well, the flip side of that uh that I would like to get into, the the flip side of of basic biology, mm-hmm. It can also support cryptids. It Ralph, could. did yeah. you know that gorillas were thought to be made up bullshit? I had heard that. Until uh, within the last 150 years, the mountain gorilla subspecies, uh, Gorilla Gorilla Berengi, I might be saying that wrong, that's but okay. that's like the Latin name. Uh, it was a myth until 1902. Yeah, that's... We didn't know about... Like, fucking wild, right? That's a real yeah. animal. There's a bunch of them. The, the main uh, species of gorilla, like the primary, like uh-huh. not, the, not the offshoot, but the main one uh, wasn't verified until 1847. Oh, wow. So just gorillas in general are kind of a new thing that we thought was bullshit for a while. Wow. Uh, similarly, Komodo dragons weren't verified until 1910. The platypus was thought to be a hoax uh, 
up through like 1799. Oh, that still might fly for a hoax because <laughs> it's crazy. Like, it that is a ridiculous wrap your brain out. Yeah, around. <laughs> it is. That is like uh, it's basically a jackalope, right? Yeah, it's wild. I can't <laughs> picture it in my mind. No. Anyway, anyway, it it is like a joke animal, right? Uh, the okapi, which is sort of like a you know, this is not as well known as a platypus, but it's ba- basically imagine like a donkey and a zebra had like a funny little horse baby. This is more believable. Yeah. But that was, uh, that was a myth until 1901. Mm-hmm. And on average, we discover over 7,000 new species every year. Wow. Granted, 7,000 of those are bugs. Yeah. We, we discover about a hundred fish and about, one mammal plus uh, 50 new dinosaurs. Oh, a wow. year. Yeah. So that's a lot. Well, dinosaurs are a whole nother. Oh, sure. That, that I, like I kind of threw really that messy. In. Yeah. Yeah. That is It's not quite the same yeah. field of science, but I thought that was worth kind of tossing in there. So For that's sure. kind of like. I don't know. I saw those numbers and I was like, that's a pretty solid case for these guys or yeah. things like them. That's the thing. It's, it's possible. It's within the realm of possibility. Yeah. But we're going to get into some stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so that's, so, but that's kind of cryptids. Cryptids are like in general, living yeah. things that the uh, evidence in support of them is shaky is right. maybe a kind way to put it. So what is Bigfoot? Maybe you've been living under a rock your whole life and you don't know what the fuck Bigfoot is. Yeah. Bigfoot is a are large muscular bipedal ape-like creatures roughly six to nine nice feet tall <laughs> uh covered in hair described as black dark brown or dark reddish they have enormous footprints uh that they're named after of course that can be as large as 24 inches long and eight inches wide nice uh some footprint ca- footprint casts have also contained claw marks uh which might mean they're just misidentified black bears, but that's another thing. (laughs) That's a, that's another thing altogether. Uh, One thing I also like about Bigfoot is it's uh, fairly, it's, it's basically canonical that they smell fucking terrible. And that's like fun to me. Love it. That's gotta be the best part, right? It's like good. Mm -hmm. One of the relatable. (laughs) We've all been there. And so Bigfoot famously uh, is associated with the Pacific Northwest. So like, Washington, Oregon, uh, Canada, and that's kind of its stomping grounds, but there are Bigfoots all over the world, or Bigfoot-like creatures. Uh, The most famous you probably are familiar with is the Yeti or Mm -hmm. the Abominable Snowman out in Tibet. Mm -hmm. That was the one I knew about, and that was kind of it. Yeah, Looney Tunes, man. Or, you know, unsubstantiated right. accounts of yeah. <laughs> animals. But also pop culture. It is crazy how much... Uh, it, it, it took me doing the research and kind of stepping away to realize how fucking much Bigfoot and Yetis permeate all media. Uh, we were talking about a Goofy movie mm-hmm. uh, a couple episodes back. Are we guess, calling back to a Goofy movie again? Yes, we are. Because guess okay. who? Guess who has a great scene right in the middle of a Goofy movie? Motherfucking Sasquatch. Really? Oh, yeah. When they're camping. I remember that now. He puts the tidy whities on his head, and then mm-hmm. he looks out the wiener hole. And it's wow. Great. Yeah. Were those used? Probably. Oh, 
they really like were they like fresh out of the uh luggage or was it like i you know i think they actually i think they like hung them up (laughs) you know oh i guess well that's that's the next episode is just gonna be a goofy movie we gotta do the research (laughs) i don't recall looking through my pee hole (laughs) i thought that was kind of blue for a disney cartoon like they are acknowledging dicks right now that is wild goofy's big old dick. like he's probably strapped right uh goofy is packing because he's too weird he's a well and he's real tall and he's got real big feet yeah. oh yeah, yeah yeah so he's probably swinging some monster dong this is maybe a weird tangent but i feel like no. it was worth exploring no it's not weird why would it be weird this is a running thing is my i mean like uh in all seriousness that's like he's like one of my favorite cartoon characters he should I think be in the logo great. <laughs> we when hide we him the, in there. The final drawing of the logo. It should be like, it should be like Alien Sasquatch. Uh, obviously, Godzilla's. Uh, several Godzillas, Ooh, and then many. like a big old Goofy, or like a shadow Goofy, right? Like you got to really look oh, to like, see. Um, yeah, he should be hidden. A, uh, uh, silhouette, uh-huh. just like from the side, like Alfred Hitchcock. <laughs> Well, speaking well, and uh, speaking of creatures with big feet, Bigfoot. Uh, I, I I knew about Bigfoot, and Sasquatch is is the same thing. It's it's two names for the same creature. Um, but I knew about it's Bigfoot. just funnier. Squatch is just funnier than Bigfoot. Yeah, it is, and it what I mean it. it Sasquatch has its roots in like actual Native American folklore too, so it's kind of a more legit name in addition to being funnier. Yeah. But I knew about Bigfoot and Sasquatch, and I knew about Yeti slash the Abominable Snowman. I didn't realize I've. I'm gonna read through them. There, there is a Bigfoot on every inhabited continent. You've got Elmis in Central Asia. Okay. You've got a Mamongo in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. You've got Ban Manush in Bangladesh. You've got Barmanu in Afghanistan and Pakistan, Batutut in Southeast Asia, uh, Deva or Div in Tajikistan and Iran. You've got uh, Chuchunya in Siberia, Fir Iliath in Scotland and the UK. Uh, there And there are a bunch of U.S. variants too. We talked about the skunk ape, yeah. which I guess that was another one I knew about, but... Also in the U.S., you've got the Falk monster. You've got Grassman in Japan. You've got Hibagan in India. You've got Mandy Barung. Mandy. Yeah. Mandy. Yep. Mandy. The She's a monster. fine girl. Yep. Uh, oh no, that's Brandy. I, oh, I fucked it up. Really. It's okay. We'll fix that in post. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll edit that joke so it's good. I am putting the marker in right now. Thank you. Uh, we've got Mepenguari in South America. You've got Menk in Russia. Momo the monster is another U.S. variant, not to be confused with Momo the terrifying bird lady. Right. Uh, you've got Nukluk in Canada. You've got Ochokochi in Georgia, the country, not the state. Okay. I always have to make that distinction because yeah. I always... I've seen news reports about like, oh, the government in Georgia or, you know, Georgia is mobilizing its army. I'm like, what the fuck is oh, going no, on Georgia in Georgia? Georgia has an army. <laughs> What's up with Georgia? Yeah. Uh, Orang Mawas in Malaysia. Uh, Orang Pendek in Indonesia. This is a lot of names. It, right. But they're all, they're all big feats. <laughs> yeah. They're all different. You got, what, like 60 more on there? 
Just two. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Yaren in China and Yowie in Australia. Oh. Everybody got a Bigfoot. And I legit, I truly did not know that. And it, it blew my mind. And I don't know. That was, it, there's something magical about that to me that got me thinking about some shit that we'll get to later. If, it, no matter where you are, you're, you're only probably a couple hundred miles from a Bigfoot at any given time. Yep. Uh, legends of the creature predate the name Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, and of, uh, they vary regionally and even within communities sometimes. That was one thing that I, I thought was really interesting, getting into the different tribes in the Pacific Northwest. Within a tribe, you will have families who have different accounts of Bigfoot and different Bigfoot stories. Like some will describe... Mm it as a, a kind of malevolent or scary creature. Okay. And then you'll have a, a family within, you know, within the tribe who describe it as more of a benevolent, peaceful kind of creature. And I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. Um, recorded accounts and reports of Bigfoot and Bigfoot-like mystery creatures date back to the 1840s. So this isn't a new thing that, that we cooked up in the 60s with that, that film strip. This shit... At least goes back that far. Well, I mean, yeah, I I would have thought it would go even f- farther back. I'm I'm kind of interested, like what was going on in 1840 that all of a sudden people were like, "Hey, there's Bigfoot around." I th- <laughs> I think white people were talking to Native Americans more. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> I think that's maybe the was... natives had the legend first. Yeah, well, absolutely. And de- again, depending on the tribe, the 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 cultural impact of of the Bigfoot. Depending on who you talk to, there you know there are tribes that'll tell you, well, that's it's not a legend, it's a it's a thing, it's out there. Okay, it's like a fucking fact for some people, and yeah. and uh, that is, it's so good. Um, and I'll I'll get into some more of those early <laughs> accounts, but I did want to throw out there that uh, the Associated Press did a poll in 2014, and more, more Americans, Americans believe in Bigfoot than, than, than the Big Bang Theory. Theory. Yeah, that that tracks, <laughs> wouldn't you think? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, it didn't until I saw the yeah. data, and I was right. like, "Oh yeah." What yeah. is the uh, percentage? You know what? I didn't get the percentage. Oh, okay. Sorry. Well, that's okay. We'll get it. It's you know, act- oh, actually, hang on. I'm pulling it up on my phone right now, and it says here that 99 percent of <laughs> okay. Americans believe yeah. in Bigfoot, mm-hmm. and only only one and a half percent believe in the Big Bang Theory. It's wild. No, that's about right. Yeah, it's a. <laughs> It's a statistic that I pulled up on yeah. my smartphone yep. here. Uh, we are very stupid. <laughs> or, <laughs> or you saw Bigfoot. We're right on top of things. We fucking we nailed yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, do, you know, do you know who is amongst those who are Bigfoot believers, Ralph? Well, I'll you pepper did a couple of them throughout. We I did. Oh, that's true. But you do already know. I'm going to act like I've not heard it yet. This is acting. We're putting on a show. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Get John Lovitz in here. But uh, uh, Jane Goodall, yeah, is a is a Bigfoot believer, and uh, Jane Goodall's the authority on chimpanzee behavior. She studied those fuckers for fifty five years. She knows yeah. her shit. And uh, but to clarify a little bit. Because I we could, read the full quote. Now. <laughs> we we could do some clickbaity bullshit and just leave it at that. Jane Bigfoot Goodall real, believes in Santa. real Bigfoot. It's real, according to Jane Goodall. Uh, it was an interview. Never seen feet so big. She's crazy about him. Crazy yeah. about that squatch. That's how Jane Goodall talks. It is. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> she was talking with NPR in 2002, and her exact quote is, uh, should I do a voice? Do you... Do you I, a good Jane? Do I don't do a know, good Jane Goodall. I don't know what she sounds like. I could guess though. Would that be good for a podcast? I don't know because my Jane Goodall sounds. Do you have a, a great lot, Jane Goodall? No, 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 no. In my head, she sounds a lot like um, the the lady from the cooking show. Oh, Julia Child. Ju- yeah, I just got <laughs> straight through the middle of the cake. That's oh, but it's. That's I know a great that that's Julia not child. Very spitty too. But yeah, um, that's what I was. I, imag- I know that that's not what Jane no, Goodall sounds like. I I can't imagine she sounds like that. I was imagining Diane Straight Reem through the middle of the cake. Maybe just read <laughs> enough voices. Well, now you will be amazed when I tell you that I'm sure that they brackets referring to Bigfoots exist. Uh, she went on to say with a laugh, well, I'm a romantic, so I always wanted them to exist. And then she followed that with, she kind of walked it back and said, you know, why isn't there a body? I can't answer that. And maybe yeah. they don't exist, but I want them to. Yeah. And I don't know. Again, and that is the heart of all cryptids to me. Yeah. We really want the world to be that interesting. And we want to like take, uh, all of our fears and wrap it up in a nice little package. Yeah. We, we want, we want that mystery and magic yeah. to exist in our backyard. Mm-hmm. Um, and so kind of, kind of digging into the, the earliest accounts I could find about Bigfoot and actually coining the name Sasquatch. Um, you've got the Lummi Indians who tell tales of uh, Semiquis. I don't know how to say that. It's a crazy word. There's it's apostrophes okay. and stuff in there. It's going to be tons of mispronunciations. Yeah. But um, the the Lummi, they they that's their local Bigfoot variety, uh, and that's that kind of what I was talking about with like different families will have different takes on it, um, right down to like their diet and their activities. Uh, some of the regional versions are are scary. You've got the Sti Stiaha or uh, uh, who were nocturnal. Uh, so they would tell children like, don't, don't even say their names. Cause the, the monsters will come and get you. If you say that, like they have powers, like if you, <laughs> they're like Voldemort. Right. So Paul Kane, uh, was, was reporting, uh, stories by the Indians about Skookums, which is a race of cannibalistic wild men living on the peak of Mount St. Helens in Southern Washington state. Wow. So they ate each other or, you know, the, us, uh, it, I, I didn't get that much. I was wondering that myself. Yeah. Like, do they eat each other or do they eat people? I technically cannibalistic means they would eat each they other, would eat each other, which I guess is, is kind of like fucked up and, and scary in a weird way, but not in the direct visceral way of they're going to eat you. Yeah. They, they eat, eat each other. Then like, I'm almost cool with that. Right. Maybe. Ralph, maybe that's why we can't find them. They all ate each other. Uh, You've got uh, in 1840, Elkanah Walker was a Protestant missionary who was recording stories of giants uh, among the Indians living near Spokane, Washington. Uh, The Indians said that the giants lived on and around the peaks of nearby mountains and stole salmon from the fishermen's nets. Okay. Uh, But again, that's like a a bear. (laughs) 
It's a bear. Yeah, or it's a bear. Or just you lost your fucking fish that day and you didn't want to you didn't want to take the blame for being a fuck up. Uh, in the 1920s, you had Indian agent J.W. Burns, who was compiling local stories and published them in a series of Canadian newspaper articles. Uh, there were accounts told to him by the uh, Stiles people of Chihalas and others. The Stiles and other regional tribes maintained that the Sasquatch were real. They were offended by people telling them that the figures were legendary. And according to Stasil's accounts, the Sasquatch preferred to avoid white men and spoke <laughs> the uh, Lilluet language of the people at Port Douglas, British Columbia, uh-huh. at the head of Harrison Lake. Like, shit gets very specific. Like, they're here, they speak this language, they're up that river. Yeah. But they're, they're going to run if you're white. They don't, they don't yeah. want to hang out with you. Well, yeah. Who Which can you fucking blame them? No. If you if you think if if you tie it into other Native American folklore, like when white people first showed up, there were tribes that were like, "Oh, these are demons." Yeah. Nobody looks like this, and without a doubt, like clearly they're demons. And to this day, there's still questions. Can can you? F- <laughs> right. It's yeah. like it seemed. In hindsight, it seems like a very reasonable response based on how shit shook out oh well so what's cool about um jw burns is that he's he termed or he coined the term sasquatch uh and it 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 comes from a halcomelum word sasquets uh and and that's where it came from like we have a source for sasquatch it's kind of a anglicized native american word nice yeah 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 we tend to do that don't we yeah yeah. Well, and it's not just us. Like lots of languages do that. Like, yeah, you just put it in whatever form you you think you could understand. Really, right. yeah. We were talking whatever makes sense to you. Tying it back to to kaiju stuff. Like, it's like, it's ju- like Dark Vader. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Dark Vader, or uh, like when when Toho made King Kong movies, they would call him Kingu Kongu because like they, they oh, yeah. made it theirs. Yeah. Well, that's. That's also the limitations of their language. Like they just right. Um, they they don't have like a G that just ends. That you have to put a uh, vowel on the end. Well, and if you look at how the original word "sas" gets is spelled out, it. I'm glad they turned it into Sasquatch. It's yeah. a lot easier for me to say. But uh, so you jump. So that's that's kind of the earlier stuff. And then I was very uh drawn but i was drawn into the kind of the big there was like a bigfoot boom in the late 60s and early 70s and i thought that okay. was really interesting so i kind of jumped forward a i lot. think i was gonna say we should just jump to like modern stuff because this is gonna get wild because we have like f- we're gonna have full accounts probably right from these people of like what they were doing that day well i what i really zeroed in on is the footage that oh footage that well you know the, the video yeah like the fucking video yeah the one that where it looks I, we've back. all seen yeah. yep and i i rewatched it and it's it's funny because before i actually rewatched it i was just remembering it and yeah. thinking like it doesn't look that good i'm not that sold on it like uh-huh. it's just a fucking cheap monkey suit it's really grainy it is, and the version that I watched was kind of cleaned up. It was almost like HD and kind of stabilized, okay. and it looked pretty good. But wouldn't that also leave it open to, like, 
someone just adding stuff to make it look more believable or am I just misunderstanding how this all works? I mean, that's, that's possible. I, I think the footage that I saw wasn't like tampered with. It was just, it was just cause it's, I just um, like when they, um, take an old movie and clean it up and make it HD they're working with something that was pretty high quality to begin with. Right. And with the Bigfoot video, it was probably uh, dog shit quality to begin with. Actually, it was pretty good for the late 60s. Really? It was a Kodachrome 2 camera. Hmm. And part of... Uh, that part means of nothing why, to me. Well, it's... But, yeah. What's interesting about that is that if you wanted to get that film developed, there weren't a lot of places you could do it. Okay. And we'll get into why that's meaningful in just a, in in a second, and and why it undermines the the whole thing. Okay, be- a little be- suspense. Be- yeah, <laughs> a little tease Ooh. there. Can you stand it? I just barely. <laughs> I know you're on the edge of your seat. You're gonna fall <laughs> out. Be careful. So the. And when we say the Bigfoot film, you uh-huh. there's a, you can probably picture it in your mind, right? Like, I think everybody oh, yeah. knows what I'm talking about. It's called the Patterson-Gimlin film, named after the, the people who shot it. Um, and the, the famous still, The Look Back... Uh, that's still 352. If you're if you're curious, oh. you can pull up that exact still. Kind of want to uh, watch it right now. Yeah, yeah. Pop that shit up. So go ahead, keep talking. Um, it was shot in October, or it was shot October 20th, 1967, alongside Bluff Creek in Orleans, California. Roger Patterson uh, maintained it was real until the day he died of cancer at in uh, 1972. Okay, uh, Gimlin. His, his partner avoided discussing it publicly until 2005, uh, but he also claims that it is not a hoax. Now, uh, what's interesting about these dudes and their pretty nice kind of... It, it was kind of the 1960s version of a, of a prosumer camera, like a, a almost pro-consumer camera. Uh, earlier that year in May and June, they were shooting a docudrama about cowboys going after Bigfoot. Oh, really? Hmm. hmm. What a wacky coinkie Might have had a suit uh, already. And a, a nice camera. Yeah. How weird. <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll dig a little a little more into that. Um, but uh, they, they dubbed their subject Patty. Uh, there's speculation that it's female because it does have breastuses. Oh, we'll get into that later. It got titties. Matt? Mm-hmm. And everyone else listening, yeah. we will get into some Bigfoot titties later. <laughs> That's a Monsters Conquer the World promise. <laughs> yes. Big, swinging, mm-hmm. pendulous, hairy I should have put that at the front of the episode instead of 40 minutes in. Yeah, yeah. We should just rebrand this as Bigfoot titties conquer the world. Right. And we're gonna. <laughs> and that's how we'll become millionaires. Mm-hmm. Uh Patterson would later characterize the creature's expression as one of, quote, contempt and disgust. You know how it is when the umpire tells you one more word and you're out of the game. That's the way it felt. Oh, my God. End quote. Yeah, it did not like it did not like seeing these two boys. The, Patterson and Gimlin, it's interesting because they were both there and their accounts don't 
exactly line up. There are discrepancies in they were on horseback but or they rode horses out to that location. To be fair, even if you saw something for real, it would you would have different accounts. That oh yeah, absolutely. But anyway, yeah. Well, specifically, uh, Patterson and Gimlin couldn't agree on how their horses reacted to it. Uh, one claimed that the horses like ran off, and and one claimed that the horses were fine. Okay. So it's a, it's it's a bigger difference. So they both claimed that both horses did different things. Right. And so Roger Patterson, a few days before he died, I thought this was really interesting. Um, because so they shot the footage. They they would go on talk shows. They. They shopped it around. It it be, it blew up. It was a, a cultural phenomenon, mm-hmm. but they couldn't get scientists to take it seriously. People watched it and liked it and thought it was real, but it didn't. It didn't really uh, come together. It didn't really do anything for these guys. And yeah. so, days before Rod, uh, Roger Patterson died, he he said that he wished he would have shot the quote. He wished he would have shot the thing and brought out a body instead of a reel of film. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Well, right. And if it's, if it was phony baloney bullshit, why would you say that? You know what I mean? Like, would you really keep the illusion alive on your deathbed? Cause maybe he's not the dumbest person in the world who like, you know, well, and that plays into my, th- so my theory is that these guys were wannabe filmmakers. Right. And so they, they are entertainers and, and on some level actors. Yeah. And I think this was kind of, to use some wrestling terminology, I think this was like a kayfabe they were keeping up. Yeah. And it's only two of them. Yeah. Well, or is it oh, only okay. two of them? Right. Cause of the, <laughs> the guy in the suits, the third guy. Mm-hmm. Well, and there's even a fourth guy. There's a cat shaking the table. I hope it doesn't affect the audio. There is. Get out of here, cat! Bigfoot! Move! Go! Alright. <laughs> Professional podcast. So, uh, in 1995, uh, Greg Long, a technical writer uh, who had a hobby of investigating and writing about Northwest Mysteries, which is the most specific hobby I've ever heard in my life, and I have a podcast about monsters, and I'm like, that shit's crazy! He started uh, interviewing people who knew Patterson, and the more he talked to people who knew this guy, uh, the more he got uh, descriptions of of Patterson being a con man and a liar. Really? And a piece of shit. (laughs) That doesn't make any sense. You don't believe that? No, I don't believe that for a second. You don't don't think that maybe he was a a shyster or a charlatan? Nope. Honest, Honest good dude? No. Well, yes, uh, <laughs> I mean that to that one. Right. Uh, so uh, a, a person who didn't want to, re- to reveal the real name, who just went by Marvin, mm-hmm. uh, somebody named Jerry Lee Merritt, Pat Mason, Glenn Coling, and Bob Swanson all suffered financially from dealing with Patterson. Mm-hmm. And one way or another, he, he screwed them. Uh, as well as 21 small local creditors who sued Patterson via a collection agency. But so like a shit ton of people are like, yeah. hey, this Patterson guy screwed me. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, uh, Vilma Radford claimed that Patterson never repaid a loan made to him for a Bigfoot movie. Oh. Mm. Radford had corroborative evidence, a $700 promissory note for, quote, 
or quote for expenses in connection with filming of Bigfoot, America's abominable snowman, which you'll note is a movie you've never heard of because it didn't come out. <laughs> right. Uh, Patterson had agreed to repay $850 plus 5% of any profits from the movie, which of course never happened because it's not a real movie. Uh, in 1974, uh, Bob Gimlin, who you'll reckon, you know, the other guy, uh-huh. um, with uh, some financial assistance, sued D'Atley and Patterson's widow, Patricia, claiming he had not received his one-third of the share of the film's proceeds. And he actually won that case in 76. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So pretty damning so far, actually. Yeah, yeah. It's not great. But what's funny, I've got some other shit that'll kind of make you come around on it again. All right. Yeah. It's, I'm on board. This, Okay. Especially since I trust Patterson at this point. Yeah. Like you've got me, you know. You're you're convinced he's yeah. a stand-up guy who would never do anybody I wrong. I don't think he would. I think all of these people are lying and he's great. And I, I'm picking up a note of sarcasm. Well, but what you if know that's that... the case? Uh, Ralph Philip Morris is a costume shop proprietor. Okay. And Bob Hieronymus is, uh, you could call him an amateur suit actor. Hieronymus, every time I hear the name, that's just the best name. It's a you fucking dope anything. name, right? Yeah, yeah. It sounds badass. So uh, Philip Morris claimed he sold them the ape suit. Okay. Now, what's funny about Morris is that he has no evidence of this. There's no paper trail. Okay, yeah. Like, yeah, he, and of course he didn't get the suit, the, the alleged suit back. Right. Um, but a guy as smart and decent as Patterson, <laughs> you would trust him if if he just came in and he said, "Oh no no no, I don't no receipt. It's fine. I'll pay you cash." I mean, and you would be like, "Well, I know that this guy's good." Well, I know I know Patterson's I know he's on got the his up head and up. Screwed on right. He's a uh, rock solid yeah integrity. Um, but so he's only provided testimony, uh, and he he including a claim that he advised Patterson on how to modify the suit to make it look more realistic, specifically putting in wearing football pads underneath the suit nice. and, uh, and arm extenders, nice broad shoulders, broad shoulders and nice long ape like arms mm-hmm. makes sense. Um, but the funny thing is uh, national geographic called on him to recreate the footage. They said, well, if, if, if you sold the suit and you modify, you know, you know how mm-hmm. to modify the suit, okay. you could, recreate it right and uh-huh. he he couldn't oh <laughs> the uh the, the well, what the, did they do well the he he built a suit and they shot it and according to uh the producer with national geographic neil doxter it looked like dog shit it did not look like it did not look like the patterson gimlin film at all and uh, maybe they're just better filmmakers I'm right. I mean, that's that's absolutely possible. I, it's such a simple explanation, but like, yeah, maybe they were just good at it. Maybe the lighting was right that day. Sure. Maybe well, the suit, they I, shot. I, sorry. Oh, maybe I, they I, shot so much footage for this whole movie, and they just picked the best looking part. Yeah. No, that makes it that that's that actually makes a lot of sense. The the lighting was just right, and the distance was just right. And actually, there's some really interesting stuff with the film speed. They shot it at uh, the the Kodachrome two camera that they used had like a very variable 
uh, frame rate settings. Yeah. And instead of shooting it at a normal like 24 or I don't know if it was capable of 32 frames per second, they shot it at 18 frames per second, uh-huh. which is fucking weird. Is it like jumpier and creepier sort of? Something. Oh, it, the the end result, and this this is uh, something interesting to get into later. Um, the end result is something that there are lots of of uh, naturalists and animal experts who look at that and say, "Well, that's not how a human walks. A human cannot walk that way. the The bone structure and musculature is not that of a human in a suit." And I think the mm-hmm. wacky frame rate is part of that. It it doesn't move the way we do. And I think it's, it's because the frame speed is, is fucky. Well, and they, you said they built like arms, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. So that could be the bone structure part too. They could have just built different. Okay. Cat. (laughs) They could have just built different. Um, I don't know, little bits to put in the suit to make it look different than a human. Absolutely. Um, but when, so when national geographic was unhappy with, uh, Morris's suit. He claimed that he didn't have adequate time to prepare and that the month was in the middle of his busy season. I, I, I just couldn't put together a that good suit. We're too busy really right now. <laughs> That's, yeah. That I hadn't considered that that maybe Patterson and Gimlin just shot it better, but his yeah. his uh firing back of, well, I was I was too busy, I couldn't do a good job. <laughs> well, no, but like if you were uh wow, okay. If you shoot a ton of footage, like I said, for a movie, and you just pick the best part, you're going to end up with better something better than if someone uh, knowingly sets out to recreate a certain shot. Totally. Absolutely. Yes. It, because chance is so much better uh, than any sort of like human intent, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, I mean... You, it was lightning in a bottle, basically. Yeah. Uh, so Bob Hieronymus is the guy in the suit, according to to him. Okay. Uh, he didn't speak up for years because he was afraid that if he did, he wouldn't get his cut of the money, but he never did anyway. <laughs> right. Yeah. So he said, well, fuck it. I'm going to break my silence. And what's interesting is that Hieronymus and Morris have totally different accounts of what the suit was. Um, they, they couldn't agree on what it was made out of. Uh, one would say it was horsehide, and and said it smelled like like it bad, does, like rotting flesh. It does not look like horsehide. No, it doesn't. And then Morris said it was made out of dynel, which is like a synthetic fabric that is used in like wigs yeah. and stuff. Um, they couldn't agree if the fur was light or dark. Okay. They and the and the the actual like design of the suit. One of them said it was kind of like a a pullover shirt in pants while the other one claimed it was all one unit that you zipped up in the back. Hmm. Uh, one claimed that the hands and feet were attached to the suit. The other claimed that they were like boots and gloves that you pulled on. Yeah. And that just, what's what trips me out about that. The, the, the two people, two of the people that were the most involved with this quote unquote fake suit. Yeah. Can't agree on almost anything. Which wakes up the stupid little conspiracy theory part of my brain and says, it was a real fucking animal. Are they still friends? I don't think any of them are friends. <laughs> so it's entirely possible that 
they can't keep shit straight between each other and one of them is lying and one of them is telling the truth. That's yeah, that's extremely likely as well. Or like maybe like this uh what is it, Patterson? Yeah. Maybe you know, like con men as we've all come to understand over the last few years, they're not always aware of everything that goes on around them. Right. So like <laughs> they, Is there they a specific ju- example they, you're thinking of really? They kind of just suck up uh competent people sometimes they suck up competent <laughs> people and and they just let them do their thing and then they make excuses for it you know yeah. may, i was just kind of thinking like maybe patterson's just sitting around like yeah it was gloves uh right whatever that's that's totally you know? possible and i was talking about this with jess a little bit the other night because because again the hopeful part of my brain and the conspiracy theory part of my brain said they can't get it straight because it was a real fucking animal they're both lying right and that's insane it just was like maybe they were drunk it's <laughs> like, that's, that's extremely possible that's very too. possible it's um but i i just always think like oh well the you can trust the the guy that you know who lies to lie you can right. trust the liar to lie right always yes um so i would assume whatever patterson says or at least 90 percent of it is just like off or wrong or he didn't know or he does know and doesn't want you to know yeah the the vibe I get from Patterson is he's a failed filmmaker and a just lives and breathes being a huckster charlatan piece of shit. Yeah, like hucksters just, are all always his, bad filmmakers. All, right, yeah. Because they're so used to just like getting things easily. Yeah. Just spinning bullshit yeah, and, and it works out. You can't like be creative after that. It's really hard right. to be creative. You have to like spend time getting good at it. Yeah. Hucksters are bad at that. Yes. Yes. We but all know one of those. We sure do. Yes. <laughs> What's so uh, another thing that's that's fascinating to me about this footage specifically is that th- it was a cultural phenomenon. Everybody was was analyzing this shit and watching and still do. Uh-huh. But at the time it was huge and it's really interesting what special effects professionals make of it. Okay. Because you would think or at least I thought, I thought the, the special effects pros, the people who make ape suits for a living, they're all probably going to kind of agree. They're either all going to say, ah, it's a shitty suit or, Hey, that looks like a real animal. And it was, it was like 50, 50. I mean, I would put it around there because how many different ways can you make an ape suit? Like probably a lot actually. So maybe, you know, like, oh, I can't think of a way that I would do this or that, but maybe some other guy could think of a way to do it, you know, and, and it would make sense to them that it was a suit. Yeah. But maybe the people who can't think of how to do it, maybe they'd be like, well, I think that's an animal because I can't think of a way to do it. Right, I can't, right, I can't yeah. see how you would do that. Um, you had Dale Sheets at Universal, um, and, and and he watched he watched the footage in 1969 mm-hmm. and said that, uh, he was an executive at Universal. He said, we could try faking it, but we would have to, com- we'd have to create a completely new system of artificial muscles and find an actor who could be trained to walk like that. It, <laughs> it might be done, but we would have to say that it would be almost impossible. Almost impossible. I can, now I, I failed to like look up the footage, but I'm going to like try again because <laughs> it's, it, I go every time I, every time I watch it, I, I switch 
opinions on it. I'll watch it once and say it looks like crap, and then I'll watch it again and be like, that looks really good. It just sounds wild. Like, you really can't train someone to, like, walk funny. <laughs> well, and what what tripped me up is his his line about artificial muscles. And that he's not the only person to say, like, there's, there's like, musculature under the hair that we cannot replicate. Um, a, uh, <laughs> but they said like football pads and shit, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's some lumpy bits here. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing a lot of lumps. Yeah. Lovely lady lumps. No, none, <laughs> none of those. Uh, the, although the... we will get to that later. Oh yeah. <sighs> oh my God, Ralph. Now I'm, now, you, now I'm <laughs> in know. suspense. I'm on the edge of my I seat. I know me too. Cause I forgot. I ha- Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say they, they also, uh, Ken Peterson with Disney uh, was, was, you know, being asked about it. And he said, well, they must have done that in a studio. They, they couldn't have done that on location. And, he, and they said, no, they, they shot it on location. And he just walked away. Like, he was so flabbergasted. Like, he, he was convinced that, like, you know, it must be kind of like we were talking about earlier with the the footage must have been lit a certain way so it looks good. Yeah. He, it, this dude was just like, unfucking believable I'm out of here. Well, I just, I just meant, like, maybe the sun was right at that moment when they right. shot it. And maybe, you know, how it hits the lens. Like, oh, sure. That, that was it, just. That's really difficult to recreate nature yeah. you know oh, on yeah. a specific day so yeah the cloud cover might have been just right or something right um bill munns uh who created the ape suits from 2001 a space odyssey uh argues that the film depicts a non-human animal not a man in a fursuit uh and he pr- he proposed a new diagnostic test for authenticity he said you should uh you should look at the armpit the okay. armpit would be the big giveaway because if it's natural, it would be a concave skin fold. Whereas if it's a suit, it would just be a vertical crease. No, I'm, I'm watching this. Um, on my and you're phone convinced that we Bigfoot re- is real. It walks like my grandpa before he died. <laughs> I don't understand what people are looking at. And they're like, that's not human. I know that's, I, that's kind of where I landed. He's Unless, just kind of a goofy dude, Ralph. Oh, it, you, you have to and, answer oh, this honestly. What? Was your grandpa a Bigfoot? No. No, I just don't get I don't get it. What well, what is so freakish about this I walk? Know. That's that's kind of where I landed. Like it looks like a normal ass walk. That's just that like you take me outside. I'll walk like that. It's right. Yeah. It, and and then also we'll shoot you at a weird frame rate too, so it looks even more strange. Shoot it at a yeah weird frame rate, and I mean like all these guys are like pointing out like musculature, like you said, yeah, like like a guy in a suit, like that, like any musculature at all will apply to a guy in a suit. Like well, the, yeah. it's a fucking suit. It's why are you analyzing musculature? Do you it know? covers musculature. Well, and I think I think that's why they're so. I, I think they see something that instead of looking like suit a suit covering a man, for whatever reason, the movement looks like muscle rippling under skin to them. I think that's. I yeah, don't know. I'm trying to meet them like, halfway, but I don't get it. That's just your eye. You like yeah. you know like your eye and my eye will see different things when we watch this 
this footage, especially the more minute you get. Mm -hmm. And then especially the frame rate would have a lot to do with that, where you're like, oh, something's rippling. Like you right. said, you already said that, like the frame rate makes it weird. Yeah. Um, and and the, the harder you try to look at something like that, the you know the the more weird shit you're gonna see when you get really granular yeah you're yeah. gonna you, yeah. when you get super detail oriented because yeah the light could catch some fur a certain way and it looks like i don't know it's moving differently right uh so you'll be happy to know that rick baker who is these uh uh rick baker did the this the harry and the henderson suit oh yeah he also did awesome. the effects for american werewolf in london Bless this guy. I yeah. didn't know he existed. But he fucking rules. Yeah. And he also did some work on the 1976 King Kong. So this is a guy who is well-versed in hairy monster suits yeah. and monster puppets. He's the guy. And he said, quote, it looked like cheap fake fur. Thank fuck. <laughs> yeah. I thought you'd be happy to hear that. Uh, he, he even uh, for a while thought that a, uh, a fellow special effects technician named John, or excuse me, special effects artist uh, mm, named oh, John. Artiste. I fucking love special effects, man. To me, no, that I is, agree, that actually. is, it's where art and magic come together. Right. But uh, he, he, he was convinced John Chambers made a shitty Bigfoot suit as a joke and sold it to these guys. <laughs> right. John Chambers is the guy who made the the makeup and suits for Planet of the Apes. Yeah. And uh, when asked, he said, quote, I'm good, but not that good, <laughs> end quote. Uh, he concluded that if the creature is a man in a suit, then it is no ordinary gorilla suit. Uh, it's not something that they bought or rented in a store. Uh, it would have to be something tailor-made. Yeah. Uh, he also felt like it might have been real animal fur. So Rick Baker just said, "Ask some cheap ass shitty fur," and then Planet of the Apes guy's like, "That's some great fur." It, so it's crazy to me. You'll, yeah. Like you'll ping pong. One guy says it looks like dog shit. The next guy says it looks great. I do have I have one more that I want to touch on, and it's Stan Winston okay. who did Terminator and Predator and Aliens and Jurassic Park. Stan Winston is hot yeah. shit. Oh yeah. Uh, and he said, quote, I'm steaming. Oh, get ready, Ralph. Get, get. All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Loosen up. Get ready for this mm. hot take. Quote, it's a guy in a bad hair suit. Sorry. <laughs> End quote. Ralph, I think you've got, I think you've got the grand finale. I think, based I on, think I do. Based man. on the hints that you've sprinkled out, I think you've got the big. I think I have. Yes. The 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 Bigfoot story to mm -hmm. end all Bigfoot stories. So we should end on that. Mm -hmm. I just um, we're gonna put Bigfoot to bed. Ooh, tonight. Oh shit. So. <laughs> oh my god. Go ahead. What are we doing to Bigfoot? Well, Ralph, don't we'll hurt, get there. Don't hurt him. Uh, so Jane Goodall, respected primatologist. Uh -huh. She's like, yeah, man, I th I think he's out there. Uh, David Attenborough, another famous naturalist, is like, oh, yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it's a thing. Both of them seem to lean more towards Yeti uh -huh. versus Bigfoot because Yeti is in a more re remote location, and it just seems like that's an ecosystem that would be more likely to house a population of secret animals like this. Okay. Um, Attenborough specifically uh, mentioned in a interview with uh, UK TV. Uh, quote, there are footprints that stretch for hundreds of miles, and we know that in the 1930s, a German fossil was found with these huge molars that were four or five times the size of human molars. Uh, he just, he, like, kind of seems plausible. Yeah. 
and there's one other um there, there's one other like great mind that is convinced about bigfoot okay megan fox oh uh she oh she has said in multiple interviews you should have led with that i should have led oh damn it damn it no i mean you should have said megan fox too oh sure megan fox noted naturalist well i just i i do want to just throw out that specifically she's she said that if i were to go on a bigfoot expedition i'd be the one to catch him she would and she i would i fucking love that i believe in her yeah. That confidence is so like engaging. And when I, ever since I had heard that whenever Megan Fox is brought up or I just, and yeah. I see her on a show or something, all I can think is let her hunt Bigfoot, man. Bullshit. I, I want, I want to see Megan Fox with the gear. If you she know, thinks she can do it, fucking let her do it. man. Let her do it. It'd be so dope. <sighs> she also believes in leprechauns. Okay. <laughs> I just, I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, I see no problem with that. No, me either. Fuck yeah, dog. Uh, the other, so the, 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 the thing I want to end on before we get to your uh, uh, bombshell is. It's going to bust the whole Bigfoot thing wide open. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm geeked for that. I want to just throw out my, like, my, <laughs> my uh, hobbyist anthropologist theory. Mm-hmm. about this that's how i think of you as a hobbyist anthropologist wow cool yeah cool that's all well, you know you just this yeah it just give off the vibe oh, oh nice i i even have i even have a jacket with the cool elbow patches oh yeah yeah like uh uh a vibe that i do a vibe that i do go for is like cool substitute teacher all right yeah, yeah. yeah. that is what indiana jones had right I think he uh, he had uh, elbow things. I think so. Well, when he was in nerd mode, yeah, in did. nerd mode. That's yeah. what I meant. Yeah, not the leather jacket. No, no, no. no. I don't. I don't that have w- that. I can't pull that off. Yeah. No. 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 No one can pull off a leather jacket with elbow deals. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, that would be insane. No, if you combined the two. Um. So my my kind of my galaxy brain. Why do we all like? Why do people across the whole fucking planet? have Bigfoot legends. Like why, why is this nearly uni- universal? And my thought is this. because they're sexy. <laughs> I'm well, Ralph, I hadn't considered that. Okay. Well, shit, shit. I got to go back right, to the well, drawing finish board. Your thought. We'll we know we got to do a yeah. We got to do a Bigfoot part two episode where we talk about how fucking hot Bigfoot yes, is. Yes, we do. Mm. Mm. Actually, you know, that's funny. That does kind of sort of play into my, my hobbyist anthropologist thing. Does it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well. So, so check this out. I, I, I didn't know the extent of this until I had done some, re- I knew, I knew a little bit about this. Okay. So ancient humans, I mean like 40,000 years ago, ice age humans, uh-huh. we did coexist with Neanderthals. And I didn't know yes. this, but we also coexisted with Homo erectus. Yeah, basically some overlap between all of them. Yeah, yeah, and and we kind of we were in competition with each other, and to some extent we banged Neanderthals. Yeah, yeah. we fucked. Yeah. So that like, a lot of people sexy. like uh, a lot of European people of European heritage have a lot of Neanderthal. It's like one percent or something like that. Nice. It's it, fucking hot, dude. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not weird. Like right. that's just how it works. Right, and I I I, I think. They were like 
just different enough to be called something else, but right. still like compatible. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and so there were these three subspecies that were all kind of vying for control, essentially. And I, yeah. um, doing uh, reading about it a little bit, it sounds like what wiped out the Neanderthals was that we had adjusted to their diseases, but they weren't able to adjust to ours. It sounds like that's what wiped them out. Yeah, I think that one, that's one theory. There yeah. were some other factors too, but the then and, and you could also say they weren't really wiped out; that they were bred out bred into our species yeah. to a degree i think i think it's a little bit of both yeah. but the the uh it, it's not even the the details of that that play into bigfoot it to me it's just the idea that there was a time when we as humans also knew about these these other humanoid species that were not exactly like us but they were out there and for a period it was a fact of life and then mm-hmm. it became a, you know, warnings that the elders would pass down, like don't go here or here because these mm. others yeah. are there. And, and then as they faded out, it was just humans, but the stories remained. Yeah. I think I, and I think that's something that is kind of ingrained across the board in our culture. And it, it continue. It, it didn't, it didn't necessarily continue straight into Bigfoot. There is a, um, in in Greek mythology, you have figures like the satyr or the fawn, who are these hairy humanoid kind of wild uh, peoples who who hang out in the wilderness and are kind of mysterious and spooky. Uh, you've got um, a Sylvanus, the the Roman god of the woodlands, who was again this this kind of wild hairy other. Mm-hmm. Uh, in medieval European folklore, you have the wild man. Which is a a it, he pops up in art, he pops up in literature, he pops up in architecture, and he it's his its defining characteristic is its wildness, and it it it, it shows up in in art, and I think I, th- I I think there's a biological or not biological, but I think there's a historical precedent mm-hmm. for Bigfoot stories, and I think they just they stuck with us and kind of morphed with the times. And and it is what it is now. I mean, that's as good a theory as any, I think. I It does still come back to people telling stories, and some people believe in it and some people not. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, there's, there's I, I think that's pretty good. Cool. I have no problem with that. Cool. Yeah. Do you want to hear a story? Yeah, I sure do. Okay, well... Okay, I'm going to get up here, and then then I'm going to tell a story. Okay. I'll be right back. All right, so if you want to hear a story, Mm -hmm. I have a couple stories. And we're talking about something very near and dear to my heart. And this is, these are modern stories. Perfect. Uh, Just to, mm, just to... Prime the engine. Ooh. Uh, kind of lube it up. When I searched for Bigfoot, mm-hmm. the first thing that came up uh, was, uh, this is from CNN. Good. In one of the more bizarre episodes of the midterm elections this year, which would be 2018. Correct. The race for Virginia's 5th Congressional District has come down to a fight over Bigfoot erotica. 
and whether one candidate is into it. Democratic candidate Leslie Cockburn tweeted on Sunday that, in addition to campaigning with a white supremacist, Republican candidate Denver Riggleman was a devotee of Bigfoot erotica. Both charges that Riggleman denied in an interview with CNN. My opponent, Denver Riggleman, running mate of Corey Stewart, was caught on camera campaigning with a white supremacist. Now, he has been exposed as a devotee of Bigfoot erotica. (laughs) This is not what we need on Capitol Hill, Cockburn tweeted, along with a photo of a nude Bigfoot. Apparently from Riggleman's Instagram. Riggleman, however, (laughs) told CNN that the accusation about a sexual interest in Bigfoot was absurd and acknowledged writing two books on Bigfoot, including an unpublished text called The Mating Habits of Bigfoot and Why Women Want Him, (laughs) both of which he said were parody and stemmed from running jokes he had with friends from the military. Ah, convenient. I'd buy it. Yeah, I mean, right, like an inside, when an inside joke comes out and people don't have the context for it, yeah, it can look weird. Anybody heard our fucking inside jokes from high school? Oh, boy. Um, Riggleman also said uh, he did not believe in Bigfoot, but added that he did not want to alienate the Bigfoot vote (laughs) and said the entire thing was a joke that his opponent had seized upon unfairly. That's an important demographic when you're when you're stumping for public office. You got to make sure you got that Bigfoot vote. Yes. So the Bigfoot vote. I mean, from what you said, it's like ninety nine percent of the country. Yeah, it is so, a it is a big you, slice of the population. Yeah, you got to lock that down. You got to respect that demo. So at this point, I'm interested. Oh yeah, hell yeah. So I started looking for more stuff. Mm-hmm. And I found a book called Fun for Bigfoot, one through five. There's five of these by Virginia Wade. And the description is, on a week-long outing in Mount Hood National Forest, what begins as a flirty, fun-filled trip soon turns into a nightmare when an ape-like creature kidnaps a group of teen girls with the purpose of procreating with them. Oh, no. Thus begins the erotic adventure of a <laughs> lifetime and an inconceivable love story between a young woman and her horny Sasquatch. (laughs) My man, buckle up. I'm not going to read from that book. I am going to read. Come on, you don't have an excerpt? You can't tease Bigfoot erotica and not deliver. Not from that book. I just really liked the the description. But I... Listen. Okay. Listen. I have something so much better. Better? Yes. Better than the horny Bigfoot and the what is it, sorority sisters? Uh, better than that particular horny Bigfoot. Okay, okay, okay. So I just went ahead and, you know, if you're looking for Bigfoot stories, you know that they're going to be right on the edge of truth. Yeah. Anyway, oh, yeah. there's going to be some doubt. So I just looked up stories that are definitely not truth. Okay. Other alternate Bigfoot tales. Sure. One called Something in the Woods by T.W. Holt. Okay. T.W. underscore Holt. So that should tell you something about where I found it. Hey, uh, your local library? 
Wait, 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 wait. Are you telling me you found this on the World Wide Web? Yes. The dark web? No, not the dark web. Okay. This is a regular old web where ah. people just put Bigfoot Web classic. Porn. They're just really weird Bigfoot porn. They put it all <laughs> on the regular web. Yeah, oh yeah. In this story by T.W. Holt. T.W. underscore Holt. T.W. underscore Holt. Thank you. Says, uh, this, this fella's house uh, is entered when he's not at home. Hey, please keep in mind I did not read this whole thing. Sure. And I really only got to the point where it got real Hot. good. <laughs> and then I stopped. So this guy prefaces this story with, he says he doesn't know a lot about Bigfoot. Sure. And that he's pretty sure people will correct him. Oh, okay. Uh, about Leave certain, it to the experts. Certain minute sure. of the Bigfoot, uh, I guess, maybe the anatomy specifically. <laughs> oh, no. But his house is entered when he's not at home. He discovers that food is missing from the fridge. Mm-hmm. So he just starts buying more food. He's just like, I'm just going to put food in the fridge. We'll see. There's nothing out of place. It's just the food. Definitely the response yeah. of a normal human. <laughs> right. <laughs> my house guy, has been broken guy into. guy in the woods. Like, <laughs> I guess. Some whatever. drifter st- broke into my house and stole my food. I'm not going to file a police report or change the locks or put bars on my windows. I'm just going to replace the food and hope for the best. Yes. Sure. We've all been there. So. He buys more food. Mm -hmm. He figures out that it's a Bigfoot at some point. And it comes in while he's home. Hang on, wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. He He finds out it's a Bigfoot. He figures it out. (laughs) I I honestly miss how he figured it out. I I missed that part. He's a fantastic detective. (laughs) If I come home and food is mysteriously missing from my house, I don't know that I would jump straight to... "Mm." It's Bigfoot. It is. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know. He's, I'm sorry. I'm getting, I'm getting lost he's a in smart the details guy. I'm, I'm just. He's the world's greatest detective. Knows it's Bigfoot. So he figures it out. Mm-hmm. That's really the point. And then mm-hmm. he just starts tossing ham at it at some point. Like, it comes home while he's there, mm-hmm. and he just starts saying, like, all right, just take the food. Just go. Sure. You know? Sure. Um, so he, he's doing this daily. Um, <laughs> daily? At some point, I think she, <laughs> he figures out it's a female. Mm-hmm. He names her Sally. Ooh. She gets caught in the bathroom <laughs> at some point, and he okay. just like has she's just tossing food at her. Sure. And he said, um, "This is several days in." He got bold one day. He hadn't thrown Sally a slice of lunch meat in a few hours. He was watching her peek out of the window at a snowy landscape towards the woods, rich. Rich is the main character. Rich mm-hmm. stood, making his way into the kitchen. He grabbed a small piece of ham, walking directly to Sally, and extended his hand to her. She turned, looked up at him, slowly taking the meat from his hand. Rich sat back down, smiling at her, watching her eat. He repeated this the next day, opting only to feed her directly instead of tossing her some food. He also let her outside each day. She would be gone around 15 to 20 minutes but would always return. Rich started noticing she wasn't crouching as much, but walking slightly more upright around him uh, during the day. He was cutting up some bread when he watched her walk into the kitchen to resume her spot in the corner. 
he saw her breasts covered in black hair, but still very visible and large. Tan nipples poking through the hair. Tan? Tan. Oh, tan. Sorry. That was my, that was my enunciation. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was, yes. Ten nipples. I'm, well, it's Lovecraftian nightmare. Like on, on two boobs. Ten nipples on two boobs. So they were the, the nipples were the mm. same color as her nose, mouth, and other parts of her face that weren't covered in hair. Mm. Rich also saw no external reproductive organs. A quick glance in between her legs confirmed there was no scrotum or penis. <laughs> a quick Wait glance. Wait a second. He's a gentleman. Very next paragraph. Oh, God. Nice tits, Sally, Rich said aloud, <laughs> causing her to turn to face him. Reaching up to him from her crouched position, she took a piece of bread from his hand. The next day, Rich decided to try an experiment. Sally, want to watch me take a shit? What? He asked. That was not the turn I was expecting this to take. It's the next paragraph. It's right after he says nice tits. Nice he tits. Want to watch, watch me take, take a, a dump? Hey, Sally, check this out. <laughs> I can make fudge. Oh, I'm sorry. This he is did. such a specific fetish. It's not even, I found Bigfoot and we bone zoned. It's Bigfoot lived with me for a while and I made her watch <laughs> t- me take a dump. It was funny when I read it the first time. It's better now. So, okay. He offered it's a her, journey. He offered her a piece of food to entice her to follow him to the hall bathroom. Mm-hmm. She peeped around the corner watching Rich do his bathroom business. When he was done, he didn't flush, instead leaving his excrement there. Oh, I Matt just knocked just over my water. water. Okay. I, oh, boy. All right. Oh, boy. We got a quick break. Yeah, quick break. Okay. Okay, so Matt has cleaned up his spill. I literally was so astonished by the things that Ralph has said that I, in a in a in a fit of shock, I because I Ralph sits across from me, so when I'm just saying stuff normal, my hands are moving. I move around a lot, like yeah. So when he when he yep. read this part of the story i literally flung my arms wide <laughs> knocking over my giant mug of water so it was yeah. yeah it was and it was basically full yeah you hadn't drank a lot in the first half and then no. it was yeah but i get it this is a lot to take in it's just and you know what there's a lot more the the the, the, sh- the sh- m night Shyamalan level twists that happen sentence to sentence. Yeah, so like every paragraph is a new horror. Yeah. So, uh, um, so yeah, please continue. Yeah, and we're just getting started because he doesn't. We're just getting he started. He doesn't even know. Oh yeah, because he, they, Shit, they barely man. interacted. Well, he he did force her to watch him poop. He like lured her in there, yeah, yeah. and just like with with the promise of ham. Yeah. Real quick, actually, since we're at, since we're kind of uh, between lines of the story i really enjoy that bigfoot can sense food inside his refrigerator oh right it just knows and uh and likes lunch meat oh yeah ham ham yeah not like raw chicken or beef or something but like ham ham i'm picturing the slimy slices that you put between bread Mm mm-hmm very good. Well, I mean, I don't know. It I, could I'm be sure, anything. I'm sure she would eat it, but it's just like, 
oh yeah, that's the fridge. I'm gonna go and look in the fridge. Mm, yes, the refrigerator. It's and, me. And like foot. nothing else is touched. Right. Oh, I think at some point she like uh like his clothes were moved around. Like she had been what? like sniffing at him or something. Okay, sure. <sighs> That she seems like been, maybe something a curious animal. She must like his musk. That's all. Mm-hmm. So she's gonna like something. Now, uh, at this point in the story, we're in the bathroom. Uh, mm-hmm. Rich has just taken oh, he, shit. He he refused to flush. I think that he, was the line that made yes. me karate chop my huge mug of water. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I Urkel snorted. <laughs> shit. Okay. Please continue. So. Mm. She peeped around the corner, watching Rich do his bathroom business. Mm-hmm. When he was done, he didn't flush, instead leaving his excrement there. What the hoping, fuck, Rich? Hoping Sally would figure out that's where it went. He watched... Oh, that's like what a, he's doing. It's he's a teaching her training. about the potty. Okay. He watched her walk into the bathroom, moving right past him, causing him to look up at her. She was so tall, a foot taller than Rich. Sally looked into the toilet, sniffing from above. Ooh, a little foley. Thank you, Ralph. <laughs> Rich slowly moved to her, bringing his hand on the flusher, making sure she watched what he was doing. He flushed the toilet, startling her slightly. She watched his waist go down to be replaced with fresh water. I really don't feel like wiping your butt, Rich said softly, peering around Sally, looking at her ass, thinking how it reminded <laughs> him of Olympic-level sprinters he had seen on TV. Oh, she got some booty. It's actually a nice one. Hairy, but nice. Uh, this is a little bit later. He says he w- <laughs> Fast forward to the good part. Fast forward a bit. He was awakened hours later, light from the kitchen streaming into his room, the refrigerator door open. In the dim light, he saw the silhouette of a seven-foot-tall woman standing in his kitchen, pouring the bowl of water down her throat. Barely being able to make out her breasts swaying with each step. <laughs> Rich wondered if she would try to come into his bedroom. He wondered if she'd sleep in his bed. So this is, again, a little while later. They, later on, Mm -hmm. take a shower. (laughs) Every time I think it's just going to go straight into fucking, it takes some, like, detour that's either... slow, slow burn. Yeah. This is several full like web pages in this is like three or four of, okay. and, you know like not like a page in a book but like i want to say like seven of those yeah right like yeah. scroll would make would make up one page wow so uh she loved the shower he says Ooh. she had no issue with rich lathering up her back with soap rich was enjoying it as well he noticed how densely muscular her back was her wet hair sticking to and highlighting her musculature. The, uh... Going back to the musculature. Odd musculature. Yeah. The famous big Inhuman. Then Rich made his way further down her back mm-hmm. and saw her ass. His eyes butt. lit up, watching the streams of water trail down her back and into her crack. <laughs> Sally's butt <laughs> did... Sally's butt did indeed resemble some of those Olympic sprinters. Rich imagined Sally posing on the cover of one of those bodybuilding magazines. (laughs) He chuckled to himself, his (laughs) fingers combing the shampoo through her fur. Then something else happened. He couldn't take his eyes off her ass. At this point, she was slightly bent over, as if she figured out it would be easier for him to clean her back. 
causing her back to arch and butt to stick out slightly more. Rich stared at it, watching the muscles flex when Sally would occasionally lift her weight. He had an erection. Uh, anyway, weeks go by. Weeks. Weeks. Weeks so go by. So this isn't, this isn't a fling with Bigfoot. This, this is, is a relationship. This is... This is courting. Yeah. I've never seen the bridges of Madison County, <laughs> but I assume it's a lot like I'm that. I'm sure it's essentially this. Yeah. Just washing the dirt off right. of, a, of a lady. Some old lady. So. <laughs> Just caked with muck. She's she's probably like two hundred years old. Yeah, yeah. Nah, probably not. With that, uh, with that Olympic sprinter's butt. Rich, Rich has got a bit of a fixation. Yeah, I think he he like uh, he posits her age at some point, and he's yeah. like, oh, I think she's a young one. You, like it's real Ugh. gross. It's as gross as you would expect. Boy, like, like it's gross upon gross. It's gross right. in the first place. It is, but because right, bestiality. I've, yeah, and I've read this maybe a couple times, just to like, you know, <laughs> sure for research remember. for the podcast. Oh yeah, yeah, Katie, it's just research for the podcast. <laughs> no, no, really. So, um, <laughs> but it's just like okay, it's a weird premise, and then you sure. then you see. All of his fetishes that he has in like regular life. All this stuff manifesting. Yeah, because he says in the beginning he's not a Bigfoot guy. He doesn't know about Bigfoot that much. So he just like slides this Olympic sprinter shit in there. Yeah. Like he's obviously into bodybuilders. Yes. Youthful ones. Yeah. And like he's teaching and all this shit. Yeah, you know? that having yeah, having that almost parental relationship yeah. with the Bigfoot. Yeah, like a patriarchal, like, yeah. oh, I'm, I'll show you how to take I'm, a shit because I don't want to wipe your butt. Yeah. It's, <sighs> a, it's a lot, Ralph. I'm, I'm yearning for the sorority sisters having a wacky romp with a horny Bigfoot because that seems less oogie than this somehow. Well, we can do that some other time because weeks go by. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In this She's moved in. She has moved in. Uh, they, like, I think they like watch TV together. And sure, shit. they go to parties. And this is Rich, Sally. She's not from around here. Rich starts dropping hints that I want to get married. He says, "Sally, if you want to have sex, just let me know, okay? It may be weird, but I wouldn't <laughs> mind doing that with you." Rich told her, smiling, smiling, handing her a ham sandwich one day. He of course received no response from the Bigfoot in his kitchen his joking words falling on non-English speaking or comprehending ears. Now, Uh-oh. at some point, she starts going out uh, to like the, the door and mm-hmm. yelling out into the woods, just like, <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And she's wild about it. She just needs to go and, and yell out into the woods. She seems desperate. Sure. It's obvious that she's in heat. Ah, oh. Here you go, Rich said, sitting next to her, giving her some turkey. I love you, Sally, and I'm sorry there's no males of your kind around out there. You got a really nice body. Some lucky... (laughs) (laughs) Some lucky Sasquatch is missing out. I'll be a substitute if you like, Rich, joking once again, patted her forearm, taking a few bites of his sandwich. A couple days later, Rich was drying his hair after his shower. He genuinely felt bad for Sally. She had been moping around for a while now. He would joke and make comments to her about helping her find a male Bigfoot or offering his services, all in good fun. 
He often wondered if she presented herself to him, if he would actually go through with it and have sex with her. When he exited his bathroom, his towel wrapped around his waist, to see Sally on his bed on all fours looking over her shoulder at him, Rich's was, Rich was faced with the reality of having to make that decision right there. You are in heat, Rich said, taking his index finger, moving some of the hair aside, seeing what he thought to be dark, tan labia lips. Whoa, okay. Sally grunted once more. You are in heat, he repeated, standing straight up. Can I do this? Can I help you? Rich held his breath to her cr- Sorry, he doesn't, hold, he doesn't hold his breath. Did you have something to say? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I yeah, don't know, Ralph. I know. Yeah. There's a lot more. There's a lot more. There's a lot more? You better say it. Do they get married? Listen, you better say what you're going to say now okay, before so I get into this. I know, I know this guy had the ultimate out by saying, like, oh, I don't know a lot about Bigfoot. So I'm kind of guessing. But, like, having done a bunch of Bigfoot research, and we were talking about one of the, like, funniest, best parts about Bigfoot is that they smell fucking terrible. Right. So does she stink like shit? Well, they took a shower, right? Yeah, once like well, there are there are more in there. I I oh cut, there are, I, there I've are... cut this quite I've cut quite a bit of this story. <laughs> this story is like it's a, a novella. It's a lot, Ralph. Right, there's... and there's a lot more that I didn't read. That's just like on the internet. Like if you want to read the rest of the story, if this does something for you, if seek this it a, out. If this has awoken something inside you, something in the woods by T W underscore Holt. <laughs> Okay. All right. I, so I think that's we, all I have. I start? Oh, oh okay. you know what? The, the one thing I wanted to tie it into um, a, a, a real thing. Uh, did you ever read? Or I, maybe it's not real. It might have just been like a, a weird story. But do you remember? Uh, this is also on the Internet. And I don't I don't re- remember a, a, an author name or a title. But okay. the, the guy who fucked a dolphin. Uh, do you remember I just that? thought that that happened. Didn't it? It it. It, I, I think it does, but there was like a, a long drawn out account that was, I mean, shit, maybe it was the same writer, but it was this similar thing of a guy breaking into an aquarium uh, uh, oh. a few nights and like creating sort Romancing of a relationship him. with a dolphin. Yeah, yeah. And then it culminates in uh, bestiality. Bringing a little extra chum to the party. <laughs> oh, God, it's not consensual. Animals can't consent. Mm. Yeah, let that sit for a minute. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> it's very bad. Don't fuck animals. No, God. Obviously. Please. And even this guy is like trying to make it like, you know, consensual. Right. right. In, yeah. In his weird way. Yeah. Yeah, boy. I've and li- she's like on all fours on his bed. Like, please, sir. Right. right. I feel like I've learned so much about this internet stranger. It's. it's I mean, it's just like. Any other porn, like no woman wants to have sex with any man, right? <laughs> no, I'm just fucking around. But no, I know. No, no, I know. Porn yeah. is like that, though. Oh, yeah. I just mean, yeah. I'm, I meant just like the milk toast sort of like oh, middle sure. of the road porn is oh, just like ta- some oh. like really overly horny woman that like to to a comical degree. Oh sure, yeah. You're talking original recipe yeah. porn. Oh yeah, yeah. Not not a not extra crazy. porn classic. Yeah. So. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> back to Rich and Sally. Mm-hmm. Rich held his hand to her crotch, feeling the heat emanating from it. He ran his other hand over her muscular butt cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
remember earlier that he said, can I help you because you're in heat? He mm-hmm. wants to. And oh, he yeah. says, yes, I can. So we're not going to go through the rest of this. But suffice to say that they bone several times. It is extremely gross. There is a lot of hair involved. There is a lot of fluids and other icky crap. Extremely graphic. Extremely graphic. We have actually gone back and edited out the... Matt tapped out. Matt couldn't do it. Matt heard the whole story and said... We can't do it. I don't. I we, we can't. This is that. This isn't what I want. Monsters <laughs> conquer the world to be so, or be affiliated with. So we took it right up to the edge, um, to where it should not go any further. Yeah, and then we cut it off. So if you, for some reason, really want to read this, you got to just look up, um, something in the woods, by T W underscore Holt. Don't I can't remember what friggin' weird site it was on but it's filled with all kinds of wonderful things that you probably love. Yeah. My man. That story. Wow. Haunts me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot. So. Yeah. What what do you think of Bigfoot, man? Well, um that story aside, let's swing it back to normal. Sure, Bigfoot sure. stuff. Uh, when I before I did Bigfoot research, mm-hmm. I I put myself at I my I, I stood at well I think I think there's like a one percent chance of Bigfoot or a Yeti. Uh huh. And I did a, I did a bunch of research and I read a lot of conflicting reports, which was interesting to me. I thought I thought for sure you would either have just true believers or total skeptics, and it was an even mix of both and. And some really smart people are like, eh, it's possible. And that put me at like uh, 2%. 2%. 2% chance. It's a little higher than me, but not much. It's a, it's a 100% yeah. increase mm-hmm. in my belief in Bigfoot. Yeah. I mean, I don't believe in Bigfoot, but like, whatever. <laughs> like, that's the thing. Like, you can believe in it if you want. Yeah. And I, and I, yeah. I mean, I don't, but it, but it, it does no harm. It does no harm, and as long as you don't like ruin your own life, right? Is like <laughs> it, it, it's such, it's, it's such a rabbit hole to fall down to because oh, yeah. I, yeah, I was, I was doing a little research, and yeah, we slid in a big old hole. Oh, earlier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. <laughs> um, but it's fascinating to me that that Bigfoot is a global phenomenon and that it manifests in many very different oh ways. Oh my god! Uh, from you know everything from uh, you know children's stories to uh, <laughs> horrifying filth. You know it runs the gamut. Yeah, and and it's a global thing too. You bet. Um, big, Bigfoot is ours. It's an American monster, Yeah, but everybody's got a Bigfoot. And I like that something so weird and goofy kind of brings us all together and makes us all human. Yes. Um, so we'll do the same thing, uh, that we do with the movies. Would you recommend this? Would you recommend Bigfoot? Would I recommend Bigfoot? Would you recommend Bigfoot? Fuck yeah. Yeah. Dude. I'd recommend Bigfoot. Too. I love Bigfoot. Check it out guys. It's, it's great. It's just fun. No matter what flavor of Bigfoot you seek out, whether it's, uh, again, horrifying filth 
or Harry and the Hendersons, or there's a, a Toho monster movie called Half Human that they banned. It's a cool oh, yeah, little movie. Human. Yeah. Uh, it's it's uh, it's a cultural phenomenon, and I'm glad it exists. And again, and again, not Bigfoot itself, but the idea of Bigfoot, this thing that lives in so many people's brains. Yes, I think it's cool. I'm I'm looking forward to doing more cryptids. Yeah. Oh man. Oh man. That uh, that takes me to one of our one of my prompts for the uh, the Patreon bonus content. Okay. Because when I was doing some Bigfoot research, it made me think about another cryptid video that I would like to talk about with okay. you and get your thoughts on. We'll save that. I will. All right. I will. Speaking of Patreon and our patrons, I want to thank uh, Riccio and Shelly again for supporting us. You are amazing. Uh, if you like what you hear and you want to attain their status as real life superheroes, you can go to www.patreon.com slash monsters conquer and become a patron. Uh, all patrons on any level get cool discord flair, but if you subscribe at the $5 level, you get access to that secret bonus content, the cool stuff. I mean, this is cool too. It's all cool. But you know what I mean. The yeah. uh, the elite VIP shit. Oh, they know. Oh yeah, our secret shadow episodes is is what I like to think oh, of it shadow. as. Shadow, I like yeah. that. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, and even if you can't become an official patron, uh, you can make a huge difference just by sharing the podcast on social media, or telling your friends, or writing the name of our podcast in crop circles. Or whatever you can do. You do. I normal podcasts do that whole rate us on Apple podcast thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Rate yeah. us. Well, if you do it. Yeah. Or if you, if you listen on Apple podcasts, why not? Yeah. Throw us a rate. Cause yeah, that's a, that's a huge bump for us. It is. And Even that, one review would be like very cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. It'd be buck wild. Uh, be sure to visit monsters, for all that monster mashing kaiju goodness. Uh, you know, over four years of my silly bullshit is up there. Um, I'm doing a Godzilla King of the Monsters blog review, so you'll see that later this month. Uh, I know we just did a podcast episode, but I like to dig deep and get in them guts. Uh, and uh, right now, you can actually check out the, uh, the recipe for the official Monsters Conquer the World cocktail, uh, King of the Monsters, created by our friend Richard. Oh, yeah, Rich made that. So you can, uh, you can brew that bad boy up at home and get true. Happy birthday, Rich. Happy birthday, Rich! And to Chelsea. As and well. Chelsea. Yeah, double birthday. They double and dip it on that birthday business. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday, guys. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Monsters Conquer. Uh, you can also join our Facebook group. That's facebook.com slash Monsters Conquer the World. Uh, and then MonstersConquerTheWorld.com also has the open invite to our Discord. So you can jump in there and yak with us about shit. We talk yeah. about monster movies and cryptids and video games and yeah. pop culture. and We've been on there quite a bit, too. So Yeah. Yeah, it's been popping off lately. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, join us, won't you? Mm-hmm. I feel like that's good. We can uh, we can cap this one off, right? You got cap it right off. successful podcast. We did it. We made yeah. a podcast. All right. So, on to Patreon. Hope to see you there. Join us, won't you? I already said that, but please join us. Yes. One of us, one of us, Google Gobble, Google Gobble. That's a Freaks reference. You should watch Freaks if you've never seen it. It's a great fucking movie. Oh, I love Freaks. Yeah. 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 yeah.
Thank you.